Welcome to the Rob Seco Field Ready Podcast with your host, Jim Robinson. Hello, and welcome back to the Rob Seco Field Ready Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Robinson. So you've done all your preparation since last fall's harvest to maximize your yield potential and your profitability in 2021, especially given today's prices. You've done your fall tillage or your spring tillage. You've done soil sampling. You've executed on weed control strategies and fertility. And you've even completed your planting for the year in a timely manner. But lo and behold, a hailstorm blows through, leaving leaves tattered and rooftop companies knocking on every door. So what do you do next? Talked about that with us today. We have Kip Rowe back with us. Kip, you're our regional sales manager in the north, and you have experience with hail. Welcome back. Yeah, thanks, Jim. Thanks for having me back on the podcast. Uh, great to be here. You have a little bit of experience uh, looking at hail through the years uh, as a crop consultant. Uh, it seems like no matter where I was at, you you work in a large enough geographic footprint. Somewhere there's going to be some isolated hail, whether it be early season or late season. A little bit of experience, and then happy to be here to talk with you today. Uh, thank you. So, regardless of when that hail comes through during the season, what should a, tar- a farmer do first? What should be the first thing that passes through his mind? Well, first thing is don't panic. Um, you know, I always know that hailstorm comes through. We want to know right away whether it's early season. Do I need to replant? Whether it's late season? Uh, do should I consider a fungicide pass or Am I looking at a a total disaster of a crop? But uh, all those things run through our heads fairly quickly. But I think first and foremost, Jim, is not to panic. Uh, Wait about two to three days at least, and then assess the situation from there, um, whether we're early season or late season. I'd kind of like to split it out a little bit too, Jim. There's some different things that you're looking looking at or more concerned about early season versus late. So what are some of those things you should evaluate in the hail field so, I mean, basically, when a farmer goes out there, what should he be looking for, or she, looking for uh, when evaluating that hail loss? You know, starting with corn first, Jim, or, or soybeans, but let's just start with corn first. In that early season time frame, we really need to, you know, assess our stand or what we have left and uh, look at what we have for, for live tissue yet uh, and growing plants. So if we look at a corn plant uh, up until about V5 or just shy at knee high, you know, our growing point is below the ground. So we can withstand quite a bit of hail and, and, and not have much injury early season. So, you know, one of the things we do, we've got uh, some of this early season, maybe we're bored for V5. We've got a bad hailstorm that comes through. Everything looks tough, tattered. But we could take a look at those plants or, or that tissue that is still there and we can cut kind of lengthwise along the uh, the stem of the plant there and look for any of the, any growing tissue in the inside. You know, that growing point, if it's still white, um, it's going to be good, white and firm. You know, if it started to turn brown in there, then there's some plants that, that we could be losing. Um, another thing that we often look at is in those tattered leaves, Jim, you know, oftentimes when we get that hail, we get heavy winds with it. Uh, we get heavy rains. And what that can do is that can cause um, a lot of tattered leaves and, and some what we look what looks like twisting. And what those leaves can do that are stripped, uh, they'll get twisted and they can lock that growing point in. I know initially, you know, we need to count about how many of those are. But the plant has a really, you know, it can push it can push hard. So waiting another three to five days because in good growing conditions, we're going to un- unravel a leaf every 
two and a half to three days, waiting another couple days to see how many of those are going to have trapped whorls are going to be able to release is, is, is another important thing. So when we're really evaluating hail on this early side, a week is a good time frame to look at before I really make any decisions. Absolutely. No, that's a great you know, piece there. Cause you know, with corn having the growing point below the ground, it is able to come back from some pretty awful hailstorms. How does that differ with soybeans in the early season? Well, soybeans, they have the growing point right at the tip. So as you know, you start to see it emerge out of the ground. You've got that cotyledon coming out, and then, you know, you get to that first uh, first unifolia coming out. Anything at the tip, that is your growing point. So soybeans can be, you know, something that oftentimes you can tell a little quicker than corn just because of you know where the growing point is at. You know, if, if you look at uh, hail that comes across uh, soybeans and you look at that stem, all you really need left on that plant, Jim, is at least – one piece of tissue or one leaf where the cotyledons are at or higher. So anything below that cotyledon, if it's, if it's cut off, that plant is, is going to die. Yeah, it's not going to be viable anymore. Uh, the other thing we really need to watch out for in soybeans, even little tiny ones early season, is they can get quite a bit of uh, stem damage to them and bruising. And so sometimes we have to try to figure out, okay, you know, half of that stem has already been cut through down towards the bottom. Is that plant going to be viable and be able to stand the rest of the season? Or are we going to have to interplant to try and help hold some of this up? Because that plant, even with a half a stem going, will continue to try and grow and, and put soybeans on. So, um, though oftentimes I can tell a little earlier with soybeans, so we really need to evaluate how much living tissue we have left and how many viable stems we have that we're thinking to make it through the end of the season. So sand loss is a big portion of, of what we need to look at in the early season with uh, with hail damage. Yeah, what else should, should somebody be looking at? Well, I think sand loss, first and foremost, we can take and look at uh, corn and soybeans differently. Um, you know, depending on plant date of corn and how much you have left, you you might be viable or might not be viable to replant based on what you have percentage-wise stand left and what time of year it is. So, you know, maybe you got in this year like we did, uh, you know, 12th, 15th April with some corn and, and you sustained an mm-hmm. uh, early loss, but maybe it was only a 5% stand loss. There's no sense in replanting that. Um, you've got very yep. good, uh, you know, achievable yield or, you know, maybe we get to, you know, June 1st before we have a stand loss, but we, we lose 25% of it while that, plant is so far along and then we've also got to look at okay june say june 5th planting time what is my percent achievable yield planted then versus when i had a 25 percent stand loss planted at april 15th so it's a bit of a sliding scale there uh soybeans wise you know we can still get 100 percent maximum achievable yield of that 90 to 100 plants per acre so you know corn not so concerned soybeans, we're really looking at kind of what stand we have left, and, and they can really make up for uh, losing a lot of plants there, Jim. Absolutely. So you touched on this just a little bit earlier, but, you know, a big piece of hail and, and yield loss from hail can come from defoliation. Can you tell us a little bit about what to look for with defoliation, how it might impact the grain yields of corn and soybeans independently? Yeah, so as we look at corn, uh, the more, if you get a lot of defoliation early or even up in, until some later stages, you're going to be fine. You know, as you get closer to that reproductive stage, that's where it gets a little more, you know, viable to hold on as many, many leaves or percent leaves as, as you can. So just 
just in this example, you know, when we look at some of this defoliation, if you were to have, oh, if you were to get some defoliation, say 50% defoliation before seven leaves corn, um, I mean, you're looking at potentially maybe a 2% loss on yield, Jim. Um, you get a 50% defoliation at tassel time, you're looking at at least a third uh, loss on yield. So, you know, when we look at hail, really when it comes to corn, the later that hail comes, the more detrimental it can be to yield, for sure. Um, now, before we get into what it can do with some of the other things on, you know, ears and, and, and stalks and disease, I'll, I'll just kind of go with the uh, soybeans as well. You know, really, soybeans, you can take a tremendous amount of defoliation all the way up to the reproductive stages, um, all the way up till R1, Jim. You know, you're really looking at maybe only 15 to 20% loss of full defoliation up to R1. So soybeans are pretty resilient uh, until you get into those reproductive stages. And then, you know, once again, as we get into those R1s, R3s, um, so what we're talking about in these Rs are beginning flowers, uh, pod sets, you know, it becomes a lot more uh, detrimental to yield. So just example, we used 50% earlier, you know, 50% uh, defoliation at say R3, uh, where you're starting to set pods, is, is still only 8% loss, but now you start getting to 90% defoliation at R3, now we're looking at 25% loss in yield. Yep, it really starts to scale up later and later as the plant is starting to commit sugar toward the grain itself. Yeah, for sure, Jim. Yeah, yeah. so you, you also mentioned a little bit on this, but hail can also cause some more direct loss, you know, whether it, it strikes the actual ear, flower, the stalk of the plant. What, what can you glean from looking on later season direct loss from hail? So later season direct loss, uh, when we're looking at corn, is you know, the we can also get somewhat, uh, if we've already got an ear on there and starting to establish, I've seen kernel popping before, uh, where it comes in there, uh, hits the ear hard enough and, and starts to destroy, destroy some of those kernels that we're going to set. Um, other things are you can get a lot of bruising of the stocks, um, breakage of the stocks. And one of the things that, that does when we get a lot of hail come in, whether it's early season or late season, it's a good vector for disease. Uh, you know, further south we go, if gosses wilt can come in there, uh, nothing we can really do about gosses wilt once it gets started, but it could be another detriment. Um, you know, all the other things such as, as smut that, that can occur on ears and, you know, other, other bacterials or, or other fungal diseases that can occur on, on corn. Absolutely. And, you know, bruising of the stock, you know, it, it can, act as a vector for disease, but it can also result in, in harvest loss as well, or loss as well, where, you know, at harvest time, you may experience more lodging in corn and beans. Yeah. So one of the things, you know, was definitely the harvest loss. And one of the things I've seen, and you know, I haven't done a lot of studies on the gym or anything, but you know, it doesn't do something different in the plants. And I have seen uh, fields where they just seem to hold on to their moisture a little bit longer after a, after a hail event dragging on harvest a little bit longer. So as, as uh, we're holding on moisture and we've got some weakened stocks that can definitely put us in a position where we could, you know, occur more harvest loss as we move on. Exactly. And it may make sense in those cases to actually incur more of the drying charges just to get the crop out of the field so you don't risk grain on the ground. Yeah, for sure. Soybeans, late season. 
you know, we could definitely lose some pods there, Jim. Um, you know, what I've seen more late season is, you know, lateral branch loss, you know, where we were, we were going to put on pods or we were going to set more flowers, uh, losing those branches, losing, uh, even, even getting sheared off or, or getting some of the stocks lost. It's, it's more of a direct loss from the ability to put on pods on some of the, some of those lateral branches. Yeah, exactly. And that, that can also cause some, some additional issues in the season two, as you lose those lateral branches, you may open up canopy that like competitive down to the ground with. Yeah, I get that is a good uh, point, Jim. One of the things I didn't point out earlier is weed competition and, you know, timing of when we do have defoliation, either corn or soybeans and, um, you know, trying to stay on label with some of our herbicide applications. If, if we do get a late flush of weeds and, and try to control that and minimize the competition, that kind of mother nature's mercy on that. Yeah, it does become really challenging at that point. So what is it that a farmer can do from a management perspective after hail? After hail, I think some of the management decisions you could do is, you know, make a wise decision on whether you should replant or not, whether it's early Mm -hmm. season. Uh, You know, sometimes we we need to start all over and fill back in. Uh, Maybe it's gotten later season, that corn crop is just too far gone and, and we can switch to soybeans. Uh, or, you know, some of the things I've done a lot is when we lose a little bit of stand, but we have a lot of stem breakage in soybeans, I've gone in and, and interplanted in between when there isn't going to be a large difference in height. And, and one of the things I think that does is it helps hold up some of the ones that have uh, weakened stems as you get good viable plants holding it up in between. Um, the big question I think, Jim, you're, you're, you're thinking of when it comes to management is, does fungicide pay? And, you know, it, it's definitely uh, definitely something on our minds, but I, I wish there was more tried and true. Yes, you should do it. No, you shouldn't do it. I think a lot of times it depends on the environment you're in, where you're at, um, you know, uh, what kind of diseases or, or funguses are prevalent maybe at that time. You know, if, if uh, something like a great leaf spot is heavy around that time when you've got some hail, it would certainly slow it down. The bacterial diseases, whether it's Goss's wilt or bacterial leaf streak, we just can't do anything about it. Um, so there is no set yes, no, I shouldn't do fungicide. It's just not going to return uh, on investment enough every single time to say, hey, I got a hailstorm. I need to make a prophylactic treatment of fungicide. I will say Absolutely. it takes some scouting um, and maybe a little bit of luck on, on a guy's part to make it uh, return. Uh, you know, I, I think I've shared with some people before, I, you know, I had a hailstorm come through bad uh, later season and, and noticed a lot of kernel popping. And we tried uh, some strips of fungicide up and down the field. And one of the things we saw when it came through late like that is we had a lot less smut develop on the ears and we had a lot better grain quality. Uh, now, would I advocate that that's going to happen every year? No, I wouldn't. But those are some of the things a guy has to make as he decision-wise as he's walking through the field because timing can be important and uh, and can be very tough. And, and sometimes we just have to make that decision on the fly. Exactly. Yeah, you, you either have to get lucky or really know the nuances of when fungicides will work and when they won't to, to make a fungicide pay for itself. Yeah. Yes, totally so, agree. So I, I think as, you know, as we're talking on this from a management perspective, you know, that's not necessarily management, but 
in a lot of cases, the best thing a farmer can do is nothing. Because if you don't experience enough sand loss early in the season, then, you know, you're actually wasting money if you go and tear it up and replant or interplant into a, a reduced stand. You may actually have a maximal stand to get what you need out of the field right then and there. And, you know, most of the yield loss comes later in the season. And, and this is kind of a fortunate thing in that more than half of all hailstorms across the United States occur between March and the end of May. But the majority of your yield loss comes from hailstorms that happen really late June, July, August, September. And so they were really pretty fortunate in the fact that there aren't more hailstorms later in the year as, as there are earlier in the year. Any comments on that? No, I think you're right on, Jim. You know, to summarize kind of what we've talked about today for me is, number one, don't panic. Um, give it some time. Assess your stand. Um, look, at, look at the date. Um, look at what stands you have left. And then make your management decisions from there. Uh, we, do, we don't want to do anything drastic and, and get ahead of ourselves because I would say 80% plus percent of the time, Jim, after we get a hailstorm, um, nothing really needs to be done other than, you know, evaluate and, and uh, live out the rest of the year. Exactly. Exactly. So, Kip, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, I appreciate the time, Jim, and uh, you guys have a good day. Thank you, too. And remember, if you get a hailstorm here in these next couple of weeks, remember, first thing is don't panic. But in the meantime, be sure to tune in on the 1st and 15th of every month for new episodes. And until then, stay field ready. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Rob Seco Field Ready Podcast. Join us next time to be field ready. A Huda Media Production.